0: Well, hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Game Store Profits. This is episode 57 of the show where geeks talk about God. My name's Luke Navarro. And my name is Mike Perna. I don't know why, but I was just overwhelmed with the need to start the show by going, hey, hey! But I didn't. I, I, I controlled myself. Uh, I- <laughs> how you doing, Mike? <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: even know how to respond to that. <laughs> I'm I'm doing pretty well. That was my
0: very bad Krusty the Clown imitation. By the way. <laughs> it was very bad. It I did was. not place that. I don't do voices.
1: Okay. Uh I'm I'm doing good. I will say that I spent most of my day watching football and so... I,
0: yeah, I did too. I actually had a job today. Uh like how did I schedule a job on opening day? What was I thinking?
1: What were you thinking? That's downright crazy talk right there. I
0: know. Uh, they, it was at least a sporting event, but still. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I uh, that, not to worry though. I have the Uber Super TiVo with the Uber Super Football package, so that I can record all of the games, and uh, and do my thing. Which I, as everybody who has ever listened to anything that I do on the internet knows, I hate spoilers.
1: Spoilers uh, are awful. They are straight from the devil in a project and a. Uh... A product of the fall. So This, yeah. uh, this
0: is especially difficult come football season.
1: He, pretty much, because everybody's talking about it.
0: Well, and, you know, like, I don't, don't, don't show me a game break. I don't want to see what is happening in the other football games. I will watch those next. <laughs> I do not need you to tell me what's happening. I don't need you to scroll on the bottom of the screen. Okay, literally, I have a setup so that I can block... The bottom like ten percent of the screen,
1: oh, that's when impressive. I'm watching a football game, that's so that impressive. I don't
0: I don't find out what happened. Um, and one thing I have I have a Sunday Ticket with DirecTV. One thing they do is they give you these thirty minute condensed version of the game. It's every play, but it's basically just snap, 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 nothing else. So like I, of course I watch the full game of my teams. But the other teams that I'm just kind of interested in, I watch them in the 30-minute thing. It's awesome. You can watch like you can watch all the games. It's amazing.
1: Well, my my parents, uh, I was over there because my dad has a 73-inch television. And whoa, when, whoa! And I when don't one, know if I have any 73-inch walls. When one has the opportunity to watch a 73-inch television, one does not not do that.
0: Were the football players taller than they are in real
1: life? <laughs> Some of them, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but disappointingly, we didn't watch it on the seventy-three-inch television. On the plus side, we did watch it outside in the gorgeous weather because my dad has a smaller TV that he puts outside.
0: Seems like the kind of man I need to know.
1: Oh, uh, I I inherited my any kind of geek knowledge that I have as far as the technology side of things. I totally inherited from my father, who I I have vivid memories of when I was a kid him handing me a flash drive before flash drives were a thing, and says, TRY THIS! Let me know if you think it would be useful.
0: <laughs> nice. So, right now, at this very moment, at LEAST 20% of our audience is going, WHAT ARE THESE DUDES TALKING ABOUT FOOTBALL FOR?
1: Wait, wait, I thought, I thought Mike was making jokes about how fantasy football is D&D for jocks and normal people. What is he doing?
0: Us. So, yes, we do
1: watch football
0: as well. Uh, both of us are actually fairly large, burly dudes in real
1: life. Uh, <laughs> We're required to like football. It's the only <laughs> sport
0: we can play. Yes, <laughs> it is tr- it's true. I can hit people. Uh, and any sport that involves hitting people, I was actually pretty good at. Uh, any sport that involved running away, not so good not at. Not so good. Yeah, no. Um, but we we are a geek show, so we are going to talk about geek things uh but the fact of the matter is right now there's not a lot going on uh you know we got consoles that are coming in a
1: couple of months and so with lackluster opening salvos of games to play i
0: think we'll probably find out more about that
1: uh, i would like to think so
0: but you know right now nothing's coming out for the old consoles i mean so there is some good stuff tends to be more like indie stuff uh there's a lot of great PC indie right stuff now. coming out. Yeah, there's a lot um, of great indie stuff. SimCity. SimCity hit the Mac. Uh, and so I've been playing that. Um, and then of course Gen Con was like, you know it's been about a month now. A couple of two weeks, three weeks. Now I know um, I've
1: been I know I've been uh posting it like crazy on my page and the, the GSP page. Uh but in the likelihood that you haven't stopped by either of those pages to say hi, uh Over on the Geek Preacher's YouTube page, uh, if you just go to YouTube and type Geek Preacher, he's, like, the first five things that'll show up. Um, He has posted video of both the Faith and Gaming panel and the church service on Sunday, uh, which I will recommend watching both videos. But if nothing else, watch the church service, like I said when we talked about Gen Con. For me, it was pretty much the highlight of... Of Gen Con was to do to do, be part of that service, so it was definitely an experience.
0: Very cool. Um, but the Gen Con happened just recently, so there's not a whole so lot of So all those announcements
1: are in the past tense.
0: Happening in, you know, the gaming world either. Um, but we do need to fill our time. We do. Uh, I have been filling my time shooting arrows for the most part. Uh, and what a, a pastime you have there. Uh, so that's, it's something I've uh, picked up in the last couple of months. i uh, having a lot of fun with it. Got myself a range set up in my backyard. Uh, also joined... Okay, so everybody... I live in the middle of nowhere. It is California, and it is the coast, and it is a very nice place to live. But I happen to be situated kind of in the middle of nowhere amongst all that space and uh because of that i i I very i've talked about how hard it is and how far i have to drive to go to my gaming group i thought for sure there is no way in the world i'm going to find anybody who's into archery turns out there's a 250 member archery club nearby with this like massive like like acres upon acres upon acres uh field archery course which if you don't know what field archery is, it's basically golf with bows. Oh, that—that and... that sounds positively horrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and they, they so they have that. They actually have like three different courses. Uh, it, I mean, it's amazing. So I've been having a whole lot of fun with that. I also have very badly damaged arms, but <laughs> it is part of learning how to use a bow that can kill a giraffe. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> So all you giraffes out there, warning. So yeah, I've been doing that. Uh played some SimCity. Um been uh reading a pretty cool book series, uh called Monster Hunters Incorporated. Now we don't talk about books too often, but actually I think books are like really a central part of my geek world. Um in fact it kind of hmm. I don't actually know what the chronology was, but I think the books started me into the gaming. I'm pretty sure when I was a you know, junior high student, it was the Dragonlance books that got me into this world in the first place.
1: Yeah, I was I was just about to say for me Dragonlance came first and then I started getting into D&D. I, oddly enough, sure oddly enough not through the Dragonlance system for TSR. I've never played the Dragonlance system.
0: Um because, you know, you live in a small town and where are you gonna find that stuff, right? Right. Um but so I've been reading this book, uh, by a guy named Larry Carrera, who uh is called Monster Hunters. The first book is called Monster Hunters International. I just finished the third, I'm reading the fourth now. Uh have you seen the movie uh the rest in peace department?
1: Have you seen I've, previews for that. I've seen the, for tra- that, maybe? I've seen the or, trailers for it and stuff like right. that,
0: but I did not see it. Uh, so basically the idea is he's a police officer
1: who deals with the monsters and keeps all that hidden. Okay, so instead of being the world's greatest cops who are there to police the dead, he's policing monsters?
0: Uh, well, he's not actually. That, that's the movie, that, right? Um, and it's based on the movie's based on a comic book. This book is similar in that uh, these guys are a private company that hunts monsters for the bounty on the monsters. Makes sense. Um, and it is, they are so fun because they're, it's incorporating all of the monsters from all of the stuff that we love, right? Yeah. You know, there's like vampires and windigos and, and elves and orcs and all, all of this stuff, but it does it in a way that's really kind of twisted, right? Like the orcs are the good guys or whatever um and, and you know basically like these are really powerful monsters but a grenade round is still going to put a big hole in them you know oh yeah uh, <laughs> um but any I'm I'm reading through these books I'm really enjoying them and uh there are of course the big monsters that are running things the you know Does there's the, the...
1: live in this world
0: Yes, he does. Nice. However, I didn't know that.
1: Okay, so, uh, I'm a chicken. Yeah, oh, the Dude, reason I... we did episode, which what was it, 55, when we talked about the Devil in the Dunwich Horror? There's a reason that I, I planned on doing that topic when you were gone and I could call my buddy Chris up. Because I knew that that wouldn't be something that you would want to talk
0: about. Dude, I'm a chicken. I'm totally... Uh, What was that game on the Xbox with the flashlight? Oh, man. Um, You were an author, and you had the flashlight, and you had to flashlight things before you could shoot them?
1: Hey, guys. Mike here, jumping in just to do a little bit of housekeeping. The game that Luke's referring to here is Alan Wake. The reason why I'm doing this is because, as he's about to point out to you, pretty much everybody who plays games knows about Alan Wake. It was a hugely popular title. However, Luke and I pretty much prove that we spend more time playing board games and card games than we do video games, because neither one of us could remember it. Luke eventually gets it, but it's going to take him a second. And we now rejoin our regularly scheduled program.
0: The whole internet screaming right now. Sorry, I can't remember. Uh, but I literally played like an hour of that game, and I, I, I just I gave it back. I'm like, I can't play this. This is too much for me. So I'm a total wuss. I've never read any of the Cthulhu Mythos, Um, but I'm playing on my phone now this iOS game. And I'm playing through the iOS game, and I'm like, huh, this is kind of familiar. And I realized, oh, these are the monsters from Monster Hunter International. I was, of course, playing Elder Sign, uh, which is a game about the Cthulhu Mythos. And so I, I, like, realized, oh, hey, these things are going together. So so now I'm kind of interested in this whole Cthulhu
1: thing, but I'm way, way too wussy to read the books. Just staying <laughs> away from Lovecraft. So you don't want to borrow my copy of the Necronomicon?
0: <laughs> you know what? I, I, because and I, I think all the time about, like, going and getting one of these, like, you know, Lovecraft... Uh, Anthologies that stick them all together in one giant I, ha- book. I have
1: a very pretty one that my wife bought for me,
0: yeah, okay, uh but then I think there's just no way I'm gonna read it, and then I thought like well, I could do an audiobook, no <laughs> no, no, I can't <laughs> so I, but it's it is kind of interesting coming at it from these like I mean, it would be like somebody who's never seen Star Wars, but you know goes to disney and then it goes on star tours right that's kind of how i feel like this about this uh you know like well okay these things must have more meaning you know like you kind of pick up on the little clues you know you like you're trying to figure out oh, i wonder what kind of monster it is in this book and you kind of pick up on the clues based on you know your experience with movies and books and things like that and games and And, of course, those of us who had a monster manual have, you know... (laughs) Limitless supply of awful (laughs) things thrown at you. Um, But now I'm kind of interested. I realize that there's this whole world of, like, mythos that I don't know anything about.
1: Oh my goodness. There's so much to teach you.
0: (laughs) So, okay. So let's say I was to man up. I'm not going to. But let's say that I was. (laughs) I I will never do that, but in the likelihood that I would. How how would one find out more about
1: these old ones that would scare me till I cry? Uh, If you just want general knowledge, probably just going on the internet is your best bet. Okay, well, Wikipedia. Wikipedia is generally not
0: too scary.
1: Right. Uh, If you want to get, like, one of the books to kind of get your feet wet, I would probably point out Call of Cthulhu just because it it involves the Cthulhu mythos most directly. It deals with, actually, Cthulhu himself, and it do, it deals a lot with the, the general environment that you're going to get used to. Um, there's a lot more. There are a lot more ancient old ones to deal with, but probably, if you're going to get your feet wet, that would probably be where, the one to go with.
0: All right. I'll think about it and then not do it. <laughs> that said, let's talk about Elder Sign.
1: Let's talk about the Elder Sign.
0: Elder Sign on uh well, iOS or Android, right? You're you're on Android.
1: Yes, I have it both on Android and the actual board game. Okay.
0: Uh I don't have the board game, um but on iOS it is awesome. Uh it's a one-person
1: experience on iOS, I think. Maybe you can do multiplayer, but I never have. If You could kind of pull it off if you just have everybody together and pe- literally pass the right. device, but it really, I usually, I often play it as one person.
0: So if you've never played Elder Sign and never, I keep wanting to say Elder Scroll. Uh, <laughs> no, that would be the, different. Not, not
1: the same thing, uh,
0: but awesome as well.
1: Elder same. Sign is basically Cthulhu Yahtzee. Okay, yeah. You're, you're rolling dice and hoping for the right pattern of symbols to. You know, investigate rooms or fight ancient evils, or but you have to roll the certain symbols, and every time you don't get all the symbols you need to finish a room, you lose one of your dice. So you're basically slowly losing your dice to the point that you may or may not even be able to uh, complete a room, even if you roll everything perfect.
0: Right. Uh, so you you play as a team of four characters. Each character has uh, two stats, uh, sanity and, I think, health. Stamina. But stamina, okay. Um, and depending on, and also a special ability. And depending on the room, and, and actually the rooms are themed really, really well. Yeah, they are. I, I like that. Um, you know, if the room is called... The, the mysterious door, if you beat it, it will actually open up a new room. <laughs> and uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, but you may lose uh, some of the stamina and or sanity. You do know ahead of time, so you, it is a calculated risk. Uh, you also know ahead of time exactly what you're going to need to roll to, uh, to accomplish this. Room, you know exactly what you're going to get if you complete the room. You
1: also know exactly what horror awaits for you if you fail to complete the room.
0: Right, and uh, so this seems very easy, but there there is a, a whole lot of extension variation. Uh, some rooms have monsters in them, or or uh, I don't know what you would call them, quests or trials or whatever in them that that will hurt you even if you accomplish them. You actually get
1: hurt because you accomplish them. Um,
0: right, exactly. Uh, others, uh, you may get something if you fail. You may get something good. Um, others have an effect on the game environment. Uh, they do things that, that change the game environment. Uh, all the while, there are uh, a counter called the Doom Counter. Two counters, actually. One, the Doom Counter, the other. Uh, uh. collect Elder Signs that you collect... And you're basically in a race against the board game. Oh, the
1: if horrifying the, doom counters!
0: Um, and I'll tell you what, uh, this game—it can be hard. It is merciless.
1: Both, both the board game and the the mobile device game, as it were. Uh, depending on which ancient old one you're fighting, it can be easier or harder. Yes, some there of them are require. They require less Elder Signs to, to stop the ancient evil from coming out. Uh, some, you know, create more awfulness than you could ever possibly imagine. Uh, in the iOS version, it doesn't do this in the board game, but in the iOS version and in the Android version, uh, some of the ancient old ones that you can get with the expansions have extra levels to them. Yeah, it's, it's like, um, it's almost like a chronology. It's, it's, I refer to them as the bonus levels of awful.
0: Right. Uh, but you carry with you your team and all of your equipment, uh, you, so you don't get to start over. So you're like literally just being whittled down and whittled down and whittled down as you go. It also introduces new, uh, game mechanics. Uh, one mechanic we didn't talk about is the clock every four turns for the most something, part. Something,
1: something Something really
0: bad happens. Uh, you get doom counters, new monsters show up, your people get slaughtered, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, your people go mad. It's, you know, it happens. Uh, But the expansions add in, it adds in allies, it adds in mythos effects, uh, which are things that alter the way the game's played for one day in-game. It adds in Uh,
1: things like, I know for, if the ancient old one you pick is is the, uh, like the Inuit beast Ithakwa. evil you you have to you not only are you uh at the beginning you can't even collect elder signs because the first things you have to collect are supplies because if you don't have enough supplies to go on your mission out there in deepest darkest alaska yeah at that point you start losing stamina for every turn (laughs) it basically means you're dead
0: You're, you're just dead
1: right um So,
0: I I hope what you're getting from this is that this is a very deep, uh, you know, very thinky game, but it's also very accessible, and it's got dice, so who knows, all kinds of crazy stuff can happen, (laughs) Uh, you know, and so every time you hit that button to roll those dice, you're just like, ah, oh, come on, you know? I've rolled for six times, and I haven't gotten a skull. What's going on? And uh, it's, it's so much fun. No, you, say- are, you
1: are underselling that, because that happens at least once a game. <laughs> when, when all, like, okay, I have and everything. And you're sure, you, I, I got this one, no problem. I have everything I need. I have five dice to roll. All I need is a skull or a peril. Which is what it's called, or or the scroll, or the lore. Lord. I only need is one, and you roll, and you lose a die, and you roll, and you lose a die, and you roll and roll and roll, and it never comes up.
0: <laughs> all the way along, you're getting terrors that are destroying you. Yes. Or popping up monsters. Oh my goodness! In the last expansion. You can get to the point where you have like 15, 20 monsters on the board. It's ridiculous. When I,
1: There was one time I was fighting uh, Ithaqua, and I, I thought I had everything well in hand. But then there are certain things that happen. When the clock hits midnight, the effect happens. Well, there was a monster on the board that was a wolf. And when. when oh, those wolves. When midnight <laughs> happened, it brings on another wolf. And so every time midnight happened, for each wolf I had, there was another one. There were Exponential like Exponential growth of wolves. There were like 12 wolves on the board, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to resign this game. It's never going to happen.
0: <laughs> there are two of those in the final expansion uh, that do that. And it's just, it's a brutal game, but it's so fun. Far and away, my favorite iOS board game.
1: I will say that uh, as far as as a lot of games... Mobile board games. Sorry, sorry. Mobile board game. I I will say that for a lot of these games that show up on mobile devices and board games, more often than not, I will say, sure, the mobile's okay, but give me the board game. When it comes to Elder Sign, they're just completely different experiences. Uh, The board game is great because you have all your buddies there, and you find yourself... There's going to be always one moment, if not multiple of these moments where you're rolling and it will literally come down to that last roll. And you roll that and it hits and literally you will find yourself jumping from the table to scream out victory over the Ancient Evil Ones. And that moment is something that I think everyone should experience at least once. It's right up there with like when when you're in Pandemic in the last... Uh, disease gets cured and it it's that experience when everything just came together right when you thought you were going to die and I would say it's actually more than that because of the dice. Oh yeah, cuz it's 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 absolute brutal chaos. <laughs> and uh yeah, so and the other good thing about uh playing the board game is is that if you're playing you can play with a lot more people. I like think you can play up to like 8 or 10 people. Without looking at my game, I can't say exactly, but um, it's a lot more people can get involved. And also, if you die in the board game, all you do is pick a new person. So it's a lot less unforgiving. (laughs) That being said, the, the mobile game is also awesome because of the fact that it takes all the coolness of the board game but it ramps up the difficulty. So at no point I, the most hardcore gamer in existence will still get their butts kicked in the best ways possible. By haster.
0: You know, on the easiest levels, you will still lose from time to time. Right. Don't get me wrong, there is skill. Oh, there you is. Will, knowing you will knowing learn when, how to use yeah. different characters to do different things and
1: Or when to cash in for extra dice and when to right. to pull this off and do, do I go into the, the board that's going to possibly give me, like, seven extra Doom if I roll wrong, or...? Because <laughs> so, those are there.
0: <laughs> so, I, I, like I said, I, I was having, having a lot of fun uh, playing uh, Elder Sign. I've been playing SimCity. I've been
1: shooting arrows. I've been reading books. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, well, one thing I can say is that uh it it actually had an interesting twist recently with uh my wife it literally kind of took a turn this morning and it, which was it's been really cool like i i've often shared on here and my wife is was on for one episode and she shared the fact that she's not a gamer she she loves me and that's why she games occasionally there's a a handful of games that she loves mostly the ones that she beats me at <laughs> um but you know primarily i i'm the gaming force and so it's it's been interesting just seeing as as our family has family dynamic has been established over the past you know year and a half that we've been married just how the games fit into things and for the longest time she hasn't really felt it like i do because for the longest time games have always just been a distraction for her they're they're just something to do to waste time and Well, then she married me and and y'all know for a fact that I I don't abide by that sort of logic when it comes to games so I, I got to play Ascension with her There was one night where I just said screw it. I'm having a crappy day at work. i am had an awful week I just said I said honey. Here's the deal. I, I want to bring you into my world I want to play these games with you because uh it's important to me and it's me sharing something that's important to me with the person who's the most important to me so i have this new game i think you'd like it it's really easy to set up let's play and so we played it and she kind of liked it we played we played ascension and uh it it took her a minute to kind of get her hands on the the general strategy of the game but once she did she did really well she was really proud of herself because uh, even though she'd never played the game before, never heard of the game before, didn't even know what a deck builder was, she only lost to me by four points. So she was super happy about that. But uh, what happened this morning was was that our pastor uh, he he preached a message, kind of getting to the the core of what our church is about. Um, you know, most churches have a mission statement, and and ours is. Uh, our church's mission statement is to know Christ and to make him known in a, in a lost and hurting world. So he preached a message like really getting at that. He's like, this is, we're coming up on this new year uh, as far as, you know, school starting, and all the, all our new ministries are coming out. And he goes, I just want to put this out there. And he preached a message of the fact that, that we need to get out there and hang out with people that make us uncomfortable, hang out with the people who really need to know who Jesus is. And my wife kind of took that to heart. And she kind of, because she and I have been talking about the the ministry that we're talking about with, you know, we're still calling it Project Awesome. Unless you want to unveil it. I I really don't care at this point. We're so close.
0: I think we'll give it one more episode. We'll give it one
1: more episode? Yeah, so... so with Project Awesome and that becoming more and more a part of my existence and part of my life and trying to to connect with people in the industry and and, and things like that, it was kind of nice because she started to realize just the fact that what we're doing with this is really me saying gamers are important, uh, cosplayers are important, uh, comic book nerds are important, you know, so on and so forth. All the guys who, who we hang out with, the guys who we are, are important to God. And what we're doing is kind of saying that and, and trying to to show them that we think they're important too. And so that was kind of a cool moment today, and that was kind of a big deal for me uh, when when she, when she said that cuz that's kind of been it's kind of been the elephant in a room for a while just this I'm putting myself heart and soul into a ministry that my wife didn't necessarily understand or could grasp why I thought it was such a big deal so that yeah that was that's kind of a big deal and it and it kind of came out of of just playing with her and just talking to her about about you know our audience and what we're trying to do here with you you and I are trying to do here the team we're putting together that stuff so that that yeah that's the summation pretty much I've been playing games and reveling in the fact that that God is working in my wife's heart and that's pretty cool
0: that's very cool
1: I've also uh I've also picked up a book that I got I didn't get it at Gen con mostly because I only heard about it at Gen con. And it, this kind of ties into what I was talking about. They, they did like a re-release at Gen Con, and so I, I, I got a copy. I'm very thankful. Um, I don't know how if she actually listens all that often, but a woman at my church uh, named Liz Culkin, uh, she, I posted on my personal page that there are a lot of books that I wanted to get to kind of inform this ministry, to inform what we're doing and not just be dudes playing games but to really kind of get some knowledge behind us and so one of them was this book called god loves the freaks and it was written by a guy who basically is is neck deep in the in the culture and i just said i said man i'd love to get this book but i don't have any money and and she actually bought me this book and another book and with the tagline of of you know, just want to support what you're doing. Just tell me what books you want, and I'm buying them for you. Awesome. So i've I've been I've been reading this book, and it's really, it really hits home on a lot of different ways. I just read a chapter on legalism, and and it made me think about the fact that uh, lots of different lots of different stuff have been flying through my head with this book. But just the idea of treating uh, this kind of culture just like we would with any other culture. And how the church does a really bad job of that and has a really weird job of that. Like, uh, it talks about how if somebody came to your church dressed in traditional African dress, you'd probably welcome them in and say, oh, man, this is so cool. Tell me about this. I'm, you know, let me, you know, where are you from? What is this about? You know, would you like to sing a song? Like, we'd do that. <laughs> and most of the time we'd annoy the pants off of the person who did it, but we would do that. But if a dude rolled in with, like, a leather jacket and a pink mohawk, we would really try to avoid eye contact. And and all he's trying to do is express his own culture. And, you know, it, there's a lot of stuff in this book. I would highly recommend it. I'm only halfway through it, so I don't want to completely recommend it. But from what I've seen right now, about halfway through, yeah, this this is a pretty solid book, and you should check it out.
0: Well, I think there's something really to say about... About all of that. And it's interesting because we we sometimes talk about Christianity on this show. And you have to remember that there are so many different breeds of Christianity. Uh, and it's different depending on where you are. For example, if somebody showed up with a mohawk and a biker jacket where I live, no big deal.
1: Uh,
0: but I'm from California. We are all weird. Uh, <laughs> I think they put that on the state motto. That said, uh, so, okay... Everybody who listens to this show knows I'm a gamer, and this whole point of this show is that there's this weird conflict between gamer culture and God culture. That said, I've also been I've taken up archery over the last couple of months. Now the thing is, is that for the most part, archery is a very Christian worldview.
1: Really? All right, I'd love I'd love to hear you talk about this.
0: But it's a very well look, it's the down-home, hunter, you know, Christian dude, right? It's God's gun and family. You know, <laughs> the, Ted, that,
1: the Ted Nugent effect.
0: That, that's right. Um, but where I come from in Southern California, that version, that dude, the guy who walks into church in camo, unless you're Phil Robertson, right, is weird.
1: He can do no wrong.
0: I love Phil Robertson. Don't you talk happy, about Phil Robertson? Happy, happy. I have a
1: <laughs> shirt that says faith, family, and facial hair. Yeah, trust Thank me, you. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, but it's, because I grew up in, I grew up in very, very suburban Southern California, but now I live in the country. And so I've kind of, you know, this kind of acculturation, new culture, missionary effect, uh... You know, I it takes a while to learn how to live in a new culture. I've lived here for about nine years now, and it's it's rubbed off on me. And it's like, I, you know what? I want to try this kind of you know, I, I want to get a little redneck, even though I live in California.
1: <laughs> um,
0: but but that the hunter who wears a uh, you know a cowboy hat. Uh, he he wears his camo to church. He's he listens to country music. That dude doesn't fit where I come from, but in a huge portion of the country, that is the Christian man. Right. And so we just need to remember that so much of our conception about who a person is has nothing to do with their faith. It just has to do with the fact that they're different than we are. Mm Mm-hmm. And that we all, well, at least in the Christian world, we all share the same faith or a very similar faith, at least. And... We but, but we come in all kinds of shapes and sizes. And one of those shapes and sizes might be in cosplay. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we have to figure out how to love each other. We have to figure out how to appreciate each other. I'll tell you what, man. I read Happy, Happy, Happy. And by the first chapter of that book, I was crying. It's an amazing witness to what God can do in somebody's life. Uh, it was powerful. It it smacked me upside the head and said, Dude, you're living life in a way that misses the point sometimes. And I got that from a guy with a giant beard who shoots ducks in Louisiana. Which has got to be about as far away as from where I grew up <laughs> as possible. Uh, you know, the only thing that, that, that might be a little bit farther is, you know, like... Uh, Somebody who lives in, say, New Jersey.
1: Yeah, those people mm, are crazy. Yeah,
0: they're nuts. But, uh, you know, but I learned from him. And, you know, one of the the most significant guys in my life was this crazy biker dude. And I learned from him. And my, my, uh, one of my favorite pastors from Louisiana who, when he wants to, can drop into his Cajun voice and you can't understand a word that he says. (laughs) And he has never once pronounced my last name correctly. But I learned from him. (laughs)
1: Luke Navarro.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was on staff with him, and he could not pronounce my name correctly. Nice. (laughs) Nice. But I love him, and, and he's completely different than me, and I will probably never do the things that he does. But I learned from him. And, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do with this show and with the ministry we're building... Is we're trying to say you know what you can learn from gamers we got some things to say we have some experiences with god and we want to share them and and so
1: we're trying to do that and man we want you to do that too and and it's really simple it really is um so much of of what we want to do is build that up in our heads like oh i have to Become this other person to reach the and really that is a load of garbage
0: I'll tell you what you do need to do. You need to do something. That's about it.
1: That's that is that's pretty much it And you need to show up Uh, We recently I recently had a a mom email me on Facebook to just ask About just this gaming about gaming gaming culture. Uh, I used to work in the church in Texas and some mom from from that ministry and uh, she's like, you're always posting stuff about games. And she goes, I don't get it. Like, my son will do anything just for an opportunity to spend one hour playing video games. She goes, I don't get it. And I said, quite frankly, you don't have to. But you have to appreciate that he does. And a lot of reaching out to this community, a lot of being a part of of this um, is just showing up. It's showing up, yeah. it's asking questions, it's actually caring about the the culture that is is here. It's, you know, instead of, of walking up to the cosplayer and going, man, that's so weird, what the heck is this? Literally be like, wow, that costume's really cool. Is that from something? And I promise you, anybody who's worked really hard on a costume will tell you, yes, it's from this, it's really cool, I love this character, let me explain to you why. Because we love this stuff and all geeks, all people... Have a button, and if you push that button, you can talk for 15 hours, barely taking a breath.
0: I wish that all people did, but they don't.
1: (laughs) Well, in my experiences, most people have a button. Some people you have to find, you know, do a little extra digging to find the button. No, but here's the the
0: thing, right? If you have the button, people call you a freak.
1: Well, yeah, because you're you're way too passionate about that one thing. But then again, that's why we're here. (laughs) That's why we do this show. (laughs) <laughs> and,
0: and my message to the world is have a button oh yeah and and so you know I think somehow I came up in this version of Christianity that basically said just don't do anything you can fill your life at church and you don't need to do any of that other stuff out there with other people and then it just said invite your friends to church I don't have any friends because I'm not doing anything I'm not doing anything <laughs> and, Uh you know, and and really, really comes down to is it's about living your life in community. And you know, these days we don't we don't have extensive physical communities. You, you know, you might know your neighbors, and you might you know hang out together. Uh, you, if you're lucky, maybe you still live in a place that your family is close to you, or you maybe still live in the town where you grew up, and so some of your childhood friends are still close with you. But for the most part, so many of us, we just kind of go to college and we move off to wherever that first job is and kind of have to start over. And and we don't have a whole lot of community. And and especially now with the Internet where you can have these virtual communities for anything, Mm -hmm. like anything. And I know this show is one of those virtual communities. I don't think those communities are bad. But, you know, if you don't have that local community as well. You know, I, I'm thrilled that I have a great game group. I'm thrilled that I have this archery club to go to. I'm thrilled that I got a buddy to go camping with. You know, you gotta actually touch people. You gotta actually interact with people. And the more you do that, the better you will get at embracing people who are different than you.
1: Yeah, I would say the the biggest thing that in, in my experience what that helps uh to kind of get into places where where you don't fit, or or even to to go into other places where your experience you you are the norm, and somebody else is the one who is is kind of out there in the outsider. It's it's a lot of humility, is is the key to it. With this mom that that messaged me, I said you don't have to play these games, and she goes I only play Mario Kart and Minecraft and and that's pretty much all I'm good at. Everything else is way over my head. And I said, well, first off, if you're going to pick two games, you've done well. <laughs> uh, but the other thing I said was is that you don't it's never been about playing the games with them to get them get into their world. You you need to just show an interest. Ask questions. What's that? What are you building? What what is, you know, who's what's going on here? What level are you? Like the Man, that was awesome when you just did that flip thing there. That's really cool. Like not in a patronizing way, but just in a in a way that shows I actually care about what's going on here. And even if you don't Even if you don't, just but you really, care that they care. That is the thing, to care that they care. Right. Because that's that's when you actually show that you want to be a part of this person's life and that that you want this person to be a part of yours. Because that's when the real stuff happens. Like, like Luke was saying, internet communities are awesome. I I cannot stop bragging about the games, the Game Store Profits community. Uh, I was literally just talking uh, to my wife earlier. I'm like, this is so cool. This was awesome that this happened and this happened and so and so made a comment on the thing I just posted. And, and and I think my favorite moment was when I posted, "Hey, uh, the Geek Preacher needs some encouragement. Can y'all just go and just." flood his page with prayers and encouragement and like seven or eight people within like 10 minutes had just hit his wall hard with man I'm praying for you man keep doing what you're doing that was the coolest moment ever when I got to mobilize geeks in action in prayer and and fellowship I was like yes this is so cool I love the I love you guys but yeah I, I absolutely just thrive on getting into the lives of people, getting getting myself dirty. We talked about that last episode, just the idea of of when when you're really sharing life with each other that stuff gets messy and complicated and it will, but it's so freaking cool. And I I know we say that a lot on here. It's kind of a theme if you go back to past episodes, but it's a theme because we think it's really important because well, I'm- we're we're all in this together. We're all just trying to figure it out and I think, like I said, it's all about humility. Say, I'm no better than you. I'm in the exact same place. I'm just as confused, just as weird as the rest of you and I think we need to be weird together.
0: You know, and it's great and it's great both on both sides. You know, the, the, the root of this is is that passion spreads, right? Yes. And, you know, if, if I'm at a game night and somebody new walks into the door, and they have never played a game before, I am the first person to introduce myself to them, sit them down, talk to them about the game that's happening on the table in front of them. That's my world, right? But I'll tell you what, I, I uh, went to uh, work day for this, the archery club yesterday, and I show up, right? Okay, you got to understand, this is not my world. I am a Southern California suburbanite. I show up in new hiking boots, because I didn't have any before, and, uh, you know, I didn't bring any gloves, I'm kind of like, well, what do you need me to do? And uh, I head out with a guy, and we we need to cut down a tree and rehang this thing, right? And he pulls out the chainsaw, and the first thing is, I don't have a chainsaw.
1: <laughs> I didn't know uh, I was supposed to bring my own chainsaw. I'm from the suburbs, we
0: don't even have trees! Okay? The only trees we have are fruit trees that we plant in our backyard. That's it. Right? And so, you know, he's cutting down this thing, and I'm trying to throw the wood and, and all of that, and then, you know, he's, he's tying this thing up, and he throws me the rope, and he's like, hey, tie this on there. And I'm like, Mar? I can't tie things! What are you talking about? The only knot I know is the, the wrap it around each other a bunch of times until it gets so hard you could never possibly undo it. And... I was like, um, yeah, I'm not real sure how to do that. And you know what? He was instant. He's like, oh, cool. Let me show you how to do it. It wasn't like he was like, dude, you're a grown man. Why don't you know how to tie a knot? (laughs) I mean, it wasn't like that at all. He's just like, cool. I'll teach you. No problem. You know, I'm walking around with another guy. I don't know him at all. He's showing me the different things in the course. He's showing me how they work. He's like, dude, anytime you want to come out and shoot, give me a call. I'll come with you. I've met this guy 10 minutes ago. Yep. But he's passionate about this, and passion spreads. Whether you're the one spreading, but you can also go into a world where you're completely out of place, and chances are those people are going to love you, and they're going to try to spread whatever they're into, right? I mean, if they're wearing an archery hat, it's for a reason.
1: (laughs) Very true.
0: if, If you have a shirt that's like... You know, the best shirt I saw the other day was when I was a kid. The internet went scoweeeee.
1: Oh jeez! <laughs> you know,
0: if you have that shirt on, chances are, you know, you want to tell people that you're a geek. That that's why you're wearing that shirt.
1: Oh uh, uh, yeah, the Geek Finder T-shirts are the way to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, you know, I, this thing is about passion spreading, and you know, of course, we have to talk about this in the church. And that, yes, we are passionate about Jesus, but if you're not also passionate about something else, it's so difficult to, you have to just wait until that dude walks in the door and then you swamp him. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, Jesus went out and did all kinds of crazy stuff. He hung out with all kinds of crazy people. And, you know, he purposely stuck himself into communities where... You would expect he would be rejected, but he wasn't. He was embraced. The only people who rejected him was his own community.
1: Yeah. And you know, I, I think people it's important. Are
0: generally nice. Yeah. People generally would like to interact with you and know you. That's how we're made.
1: I, I think it's important too that we, you know, kind of just to to tie this whole thing back to, to games and gaming. Uh, we really believe here that this is you know games and gaming can be way more than just a distraction way more oh, yeah. than than just something to do when you have an an empty evening uh, they can be a huge impact it can be a, something that can give a huge impact into the world around you and really i i've seen that happen in my own life in my own ministry uh, just to show up with and play games with people. I've made uh, friends. I've had relationships. It it's so great, just to to sit down at a table with people who who really have no no thoughts about God whatsoever, and most of the time, if they have any, then not so pleasant. And and we start playing a game, and I start building a relationship. I'm not preaching at them. If if something comes up, I don't hide it. But at the same point, I'm just being me playing a game with another person. And to see relationships bloom, friendships bloom, and and to, to see the gospel be spread just because we have this shared passion in something. In this instance, it happens to be games. But as much as I love games... Uh, As much as as Luke and I can spend hours upon end talking about the different games that we've played, whether they're on mobile devices or on board games, they have dice or cards or whatever, as much as I love them, the best part about gaming is that you get to surround yourself with some of the coolest people on the planet. And you get to forge relationships with these people. And you get to draw closer to these people. And, And we get to do this all the time. And... You know, as Christian gamers, we have a unique opportunity to use the games as a vehicle to share Christ. Not like, hi, would you like to play this game of, insert, newest, hottest game here? By the way, do you happen to have any spiritual beliefs? (laughs) No. It's a way that through through relationship, we can speak truth into their lives by just saying what God's doing in ours. We can show them that, that God really is worth following on the day to day. And that's awesome. I love that. And if, you know, it's the greatest part of this job is to, to get out there and to do that on a regular basis. Absolutely. I, I think that God designed us to
0: hang, you know, to just hang out with people. And, you know, He made evangelism so that all you got to do is hang out with people. And be honest. Be truthful. Show them who you really are. Don't hide yourself. That's different. But if you hang out with people, they'll see Jesus. And they'll ask. When God is ready for them, they will ask. And you'll answer. And amazing things will happen. Uh, You know how we know that? Because we see amazing things happening all the time. Just because of this show. All we're doing is hanging out, okay? I mean, if you've listened... This is episode 57, 58, something like that. 57. If you haven't figured out yet that all we're doing here is hanging out, you're not paying very close attention.
1: Yes, okay? we work very hard to plan the gibberish that we spew out. <laughs> Especially on an episode like this where there's nothing much to talk about.
0: And Yeah. Uh, but all the time, literally... I think, Mike. I think it's fair to say now, every single day. Something comes down the pike, an email, a post, a tweet, uh, somebody actually, literally talking to us in the old-fashioned voice way. <laughs> uh, something is something happens where someone is impacted because we're hanging out talking about something we're passionate about because passion spreads, whether it's passion for gaming. Or passion for Christ uh, and it's it's a thrill and honestly honestly yes we do put in the effort to do this show and but we're not trying to be we're not trying to elicit reaction we're just being honest saying how we feel talking about our faith and amazing things happen and you know what we're not special
1: none the you least do the
0: same thing And the same thing will happen for you.
1: Yeah, we we always encourage y'all to go out and, and game, and that is something that we will continue to do probably till the day we die, is just this idea that gaming is something special. And if you're listening to us for any length of time, especially if you've been with us since the beginning, you know that. Or if you didn't know that at start, after listening to us, like, some of the coolest emails I receive are, I never really got into gaming, but then I started listening to you guys, and now I have, like, six of the games you talk about on the show. Yeah, that's my favorite one. I love those. Yeah, that's Please. my favorite one. I, I, sure. I recently put up a post on the Facebook page that said I, I got really crappy about responding to emails for a while, just because there were a lot of them. And so I got. It was really hard for me to keep track of that and my day to day life, my my other emails, my, my personal stuff, and everything. But I've I've taken steps to make sure that I can always respond to you guys, even if it's not instantaneously like I'd like to. I'm I'm gonna be a lot better at responding to you guys because we love getting these messages and we get a lot of them, and and it really does brighten up our day and encourages us. I make sure that I, I forward every one of them to Luke as as I as they come in, um, if for no, no other reason than it just reminds me. Oh yes, yeah, so and so emailed me.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's really cool, and we're super glad that you guys are part of this. Uh, people are interacting, and that's even better.
0: Because I don't get me wrong, I'm thrilled that you want to listen to me blather about things, but I'd much rather talk to you, and uh, much rather interact with you, and together, listeners and presenters together that's when something happens uh, uh, we could just blather on forever and yeah it's not a big deal but together we can actually make a movement we can make something special here so mike how can uh folks actually send us an email or contact us or
1: be part of this thing this is this is good. i'm just going to try and, and talk quickly because there is a lot sometimes it's usually just me saying oh we have this email and there's the facebook page all right here we go this time, I'm going to try and just give you guys so much content, so bear with me here. Yes, you can email us at GameStoreProfits at gmail.com. You have the Facebook page, which is Facebook.com slash GameStoreProfits. You have the Twitter, which is at GSProfits. Uh, you also have a couple different other things that are going on. I personally have... There, I got hooked up with this event uh, put together by Extralife.org. And what they do is, Extra Life teams up with the Children's Miracle Network to raise money for hospitals literally all over the country. Uh, I have created Team Game Store Profits East, and we're we're going to be playing board games and card games for twenty five hours to raise funds for the for a local hospital here in New Jersey. It's called the, uh, the Children's Specialized Hospital. It's in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Uh, I'm going to post a link. When I post this, I'm going to post a link. I also have it on the Facebook page as well. Uh, f- for our team and my own personal page, if you want to support us, that's awesome. The other thing, I, the other reason I'm bringing this up, it's not just me saying, please give money to an awesome hospital. Um, the reason I called the team, team Game Store Profits East is because I would absolutely love it if we get a bunch of Game Store Profits teams going to support a bunch of different hospitals. Um, You can play video games, card games, board games, pretty much any kind of game is what they say. And you get supporters much like walkathons or or things like that where for every hour of game played, you'll donate this much money or you can do a one-time gift. I would love it if we get a bunch of teams together and we can report Game Store Profits and the Game Store Profits audience raised X amount of dollars for for local hospitals, local children's hospitals. Um, So yeah, check that out. Uh, Again, I'll put all sorts of links when I post this, but um, check that out. All I ask is if you want to create a Game Store Profits team of your own, email us at, again, GameStoreProfits at gmail.com and let me know you're doing it. So that we can kind of be able to search for all the different teams. And uh, just somewhere in in your name, in your team name, put Game Store Profits or GSP or something that we can find you. Uh, so yeah, so that's going on. That's going to be November 2nd. So definitely, definitely look into that. Uh, we also, I, I want to tease this. I really can only tease it in the most vague sense of the word. Because both these people have uh, different opportunities have said... I would love to come on your show. I would love to do an interview with you guys, but Luke and I have not looked at calendars yet, nor have we then gone to these people and said, guys, this is the the possible dates. So dates are still way up in the air, but we have scored a couple different interviews that are going to be coming down the pipe here pretty soon. Um, One of them is uh, if you guys listen to us, you probably listen to the Dice Tower Network, at least one of the shows on there. I do. Yeah, I listen to three different Dice Tower Network podcasts because I happen to have a very boring day job that lets me listen to podcasts. Um, but Marty Connell from uh, Rolling Dice and Taking Names has pretty much said, I love what you guys are doing. I would love to, to be on your podcast. I have no idea what I talk about, but he, he wants to come on and talk with us. So that's going to be awesome. I've listened to Rolling Dice and Taking Names for a while now. So it was really cool when he emailed me and said that he wanted to come on and do an interview. Uh I also talked to I I don't know what the top, the the technical term is, is, a streamer, somebody who streams video games. Um on her her Facebook page tag, you know, kind of the the whatever they call it, the cover photo, that's what it is. Uh it says she is a gamer, a model, a writer. Uh her name is Holly Ann Satola, and I've watched her stream a couple different times. She is way more beast at Battlefield 3 than I will be in my lifetime, and she just picked it up. So (laughs) she's really talented, really cool gamer, really cool person. Uh, She basically said name the time, so looking forward to talking to her as well. Huh. All right, Luke. <laughs> Do you have anything to contribute to this? I don't, I think I need to well, catch i feel my a little i feel a
0: little insignificant at this point, but of course, uh you can you didn't mention uh, where folks can connect with you though. They can connect with you through all of those ways. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you can find me. I'm really easy. It's com. You can see my camo hat, camo hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh, all the ways that Mike said as well. I get uh, anything that specifically involves me it gets sent on to me um and so we appreciate that and uh otherwise thank you guys so much for uh thank you so much for listening we love having you remember that god is the game master no matter how the dice fall the game plays on